just wanna be free with my people to prosper and hold it down. Don't you sit and wait, contemplating on a revolution. The time is now. I just wanna be free. I just wanna be free. I just wanna be free. Another episode of the Things I Wish I Knew About Money podcast. I'm your host, Camille Smith. It's a connection lost. And welcome, welcome, Kurt. Once again, is here on episode 79. All that good stuff. Welcome, Kurt. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am well. I am well. It's been a minute. I guess yeah. they did something good the last time. <laughs> yeah, you um, with your somebody discussion. sent in a good review. It must have been one of my friends. <laughs> well, you did get a shout out, um, Sharon Fletcher. She was very impressed with our last episode. So you know, I had to bring you back, and I believe with this lovely topic. I, I listened think, to that episode. It was a good one. I really it enjoyed was? it. Yeah. It's a good one. And here I think Sharon's, that Sharon's good energy, good people. She is. She definitely is. And um, the funny thing is she wanted to be the number one <laughs> video. <laughs> yeah? Who's number one? She's number one now. She is number, number one, one now. now. Yes. Okay. So I, I gave her a shout out. That's, that's what you call living up to the billing. That's it. She's in media. Exactly. She's the number one. What, what, what more can you ask for? Right. You know, I had to give her a little shout out. Because um, hers was really important. And I find even the last one is really important as well. Yeah. And you retired. That's good. Congrats to her. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to get to that level. I'm trying to get to that level and all that good mm, stuff. Me too. But <laughs> <laughs> need to send some of that money this way. <laughs> we we could talk to her. We could talk to her. <laughs> but I thought um what what would be a great um discussion to talk about, especially after those lovely episodes that I had. And I was like, well, I have no children. <laughs> no. But I have want some like, help fixing that. I can find someone to volunteer. <laughs> we'll see. But that's another story. I have a story to tell you at the end. <laughs> Offline. <laughs> okay. okay. But I won't um, call it any names. No, no, please. No names. No names that <laughs> but there I have nieces and nephews and I guess I don't have any godchildren yet. No one wants me to be their godmother yet. It's fine. It's fine. When the time comes, yeah. <laughs> I'll be okay. money. That is true. But the, like I said, there's a lot of nieces and nephews, so I still feel the pockets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I got I got more than my share. I'm, I'm <laughs> approaching. I should, I'm probably up to 30 by now. So 30. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, yeah. My gosh. Well, that in that case, I just 
thought since we were talking about trying to get out of the the hood or getting into a neighborhood or retiring at a a, a great age, I thought, well, what's a good age for retirement? And this is retiring with kids or without kids? Ooh. Oh. That's a good question. Okay. Right. I mean, I guess <laughs> with I'm kids. Late the, I'm late to the kids game. My daughter's only two and a half. So retiring, yeah. retiring without them or with them. Oh, it's a tall order. Ooh, yeah, true. I mean, I've, I've, I have. I haven't even gotten to the stage yet. So I guess I can't say without kids, I would say 40. No, 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 no. I forgot how old I was for a second. Why not? Speaking. 40? No, no, no. But I mean, for financial freedom, like we discussed last time, sure. But um retirement you can retire upon marriage you know that's an option too that is true so if there's there's anyone (laughs) there's anyone out there (laughs) looking for a a a person that they just want to take care of i guess i'll i'll consider cooking and cleaning i'm just joking that was just that was a joke. That was consider. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. But with the question that you asked, with um, with kids, I I think depending on when you started, I don't see why fifty or fifty five isn't a good number. Depending on the the the, the children mm-hmm. and um, the career and all that good stuff that you have to be able to jumpstart that right but I I was always thinking like with thinking about retirement or thinking about um, getting out of sticky situations it's always good to like the kids when it comes to money I, I always found that we weren't in our culture the curving culture it was a taboo for parents to talk about money with their kids. Yeah, because there was no trees in the backyard growing. <laughs> so, so why were you talking about it? It wasn't, you know. It was like, no, this is grown people's. This is grown people's talk. You don't need to know about this. I'm like, I do. I see you. <laughs> I see you. So, like, I always talk about the experiences I had with my parents. Like, I would mm-hmm. always see them. I I always saw us um, getting out of sticky situations and always, like, going up a next level. Mm-hmm. And um, thank heavens. Even though I felt like I was I was sheltered, after, especially after the last episode, I was like, dang, I was really sheltered. Yeah. <laughs> but... I mean, it happens, it's right? Okay. You you got the life you live, you know? It's the, the idea that your parents were able to put you in a position to not have to deal with certain things. Mm-hmm. Why not? Every parent should be able to do that. True. Or should be okay. trying to do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, it's not that easy for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, my parents, they immigrated here. So, mm-hmm. um, so coming from 
Jamaica, they obviously didn't have the um, that money language talk down pat. It's not that we couldn't talk about it. I never really thought to talk about it, to be honest. I just, I didn't think there was anything to talk about. We didn't have any money. So, <laughs> so it's not like I had all these questions. I was like, you know, other than why don't we have any money? Yeah. was my only question, right? But yeah. I kind of had a, had a sense, you know, immigrated here, tried to make a living. You know, that was a, a chance they took so that their children could have a better future. And the truth is that I'm the one that taught my parents about money. Right. So it's um, I can remember when I, you know, came back from school and really, you know, making my $50 here, $20 there. And I was but I was I came back with a finance background and I had some exposure to investing in school um, yeah. through play money. Um, and I just, you know, one day I was just, you know, talking to my dad. I said, why don't, why don't, why don't, let me help you open up an account. So I opened up a Back then, it was like an ING account. I think ING is now Tangerine or something. Yeah. And um, so I opened up one of those accounts, high yield savings accounts. And it was like, you know, back then they were paying real interest on the bank account. Yes. And so, you know, my dad gets his first, uh, he gets his first statement and he calls me. Like one of those calls that I'm in trouble. Kurt, come here. <laughs> and, but he was actually just in shock with the amount of interest he was earning from sitting on cash. Nice. Um, he wasn't used to earning money on his cash in the bank because the bank was never giving him any, right? And he had this big smile on his face. And that just kind of um, gave me a motor to continue teaching people um, regardless of whether they're older, younger, it just kind of, you know, it was one of those moments I clicked that I kind of do understand or know a little bit more probably than the average person, even though I just came out of school mm-hmm. and it, it incentivized me to want to learn more so that I could teach more. Okay. I like that. Like it's, I think the thing with parents and mm-hmm. you can correct me if I'm wrong um, is until they see the proof in the pudding, they're going to be like, what do you know? <laughs> yeah. Until they're like, oh, well, you do know quite a little thing. Um, yeah. um, show me more. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my parents were open to it. Um, yeah. Probably because I've been focused on financial freedom, entrepreneurship, this whole journey since I was you know, probably before I was a teenager, it was just one of those things that, that um, I was always interested in, you know, some kids, they wish for like, PlayStation or Xbox or whatever, when they blow out their candles, and they hope, you know, they can go and look somewhere, chase around the house for for whatever they ask for. Every time I blew out a candle, I was wishing for a million (laughs) dollars. And they said, I need to be more specific. I need a million dollars in my drawer after I'm blowing out this candle, and I'll go to my drawer and check. It was never there. But the wish, the wish never changed. The wish never, never changed. changed. <laughs> I don't see why it would. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That actually, I like that, that you had a, a mindset of like money. So it, it made sense. But what about like friends that you had that probably didn't have that same mindset as you? Um, I think they were able to realize or they they fed off 
you... everybody kind of so some I did start a t-shirt business when I was younger with a few friends okay uh, that we started we did it for a bit ended up going to school university it kind of just fell apart after that um, didn't have the ability to go to school and manage it at the same time I didn't know how to um, and so it just kind of fell off the wayside and but those friends still around and other friends it's it's interesting because like I was trying stuff, but I didn't know what I was doing, right? So following me or me preaching to people about what I didn't know, you know, and I wasn't making a lot of money. And then I eventually got a job like everybody else. And so I didn't really, it didn't really click for me until, until like towards the end of university, first year of work, that type of thing, um, in terms of how this game like the basics of how the game works. Before then, it was just a desire. It was literally just, I want this, you know, I want my piece of the cake and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it. There's just, there has to be a better life. Like when you, when you're born in a situation in which, you know, there's, there's only one way to go, which is up or you could stay there. Like there, there's no going any further down. So it didn't make any difference, right? It's either I stay here yeah. Or I climb, right? So there's not, there wasn't much to, to lose from that perspective in terms of trying or learning. And so when I started, I was just like, hey, look, if I lose all my money, then I'm back to where I started. And if I don't, then I'll be further ahead. Back to where you started. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I would have been on your show last week, just venting. <laughs> Anyways. That's true. Uh, but I mean, gosh, just the thought of starting back, especially with how the stock market has been going. <laughs> but it actually has been doing well. So, and I, I do remember obviously that we've done many programs with the youths with trying to teach them about money. And the funny thing is always that not how well the the kids are or the youths are catching on, mm-hmm. but the parents, they're like, wait, <laughs> so so what did you just learn? <laughs> yeah, the, it was, I always have fun running that program um, because the kids learn a lot. The parents are interested and the parents want their kids to learn things at an age, at a younger age that they didn't learn. As a matter of fact, Many of the parents still don't know it, right? That, but they're sending their kids because they want their kids to be more literate. Yeah. And but when you see some of these kids in the markets and and the returns that they're generating in, in such a short period of time, they are it's really a pleasure seeing that type of consistent success, right? Like we've done it three times now. Yeah. And every single time there's a particular group of kids that really seem to pick up, pick up on what the markets are about, how it works, and they're really just learning, learning the basics and it tends to show in their returns in some way. And even yeah. the ones that don't make a lot of money, uh, they really speak to what they learned and how they learned it and, and just the different things that opened up their eyes about money and opportunities. And, and that's, that's probably one of the things that I enjoy the most. That's one yeah. of the things I enjoy the most. I don't enjoy when they whoop my ass, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're 0 for 3. They are just like, you got to. Uh, 
but to be fair, to what be happened, fair, happened? I was winning. <laughs> at, at some point during the competition? Yes. Okay, at, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give that to you. At some point during the competition, you were close to the the upper half or something. I, I give it to you. I give it. No, to you. I was I was number one. It was um, I don't remember what stock it was, but I think everyone follows suit. And then when it plummeted, I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they're yeah. they're good. They're really good. I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I would do that, you know, I'll be doing a few more of those as as time goes by and I get to free up some time again. We'll do another one. Uh, kids are really kids are really good. Parents really enjoy it. Yeah. We'll go from there. So I, so you said you started off with your friends. And then I know you normally um, uh, you started you when it came to your family. So it was your dad and then your nephews. How is that? Yeah, when I when I finally got a handle on the stock market, and yeah. when I say handle, I mean the first year was a little brutal. Maybe first year and a half, two years was just like like throw up brutal. Like, <laughs> this, and if anyone wants to hear that it, works. He's but, mentioned it many times. <laughs> but after I got the hang of it, then yeah. I started saying, "Look, everybody needs to." understand how this works right I, I went to the complete other side of it which was just look you got to learn how to do this um, mm-hmm. you know and so what I did was I just started introducing my 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 nieces my nephews and and getting them accounts opened you know before they're even 10 years old they had like investment accounts open Thanks. and that's been you know that's been just one of the things that I've tried to to get them to do mm-hmm. And some of the younger ones, you know, when they, when I first introduced them to the concept, it's the same thing for everybody, whether you're young or old, my introduction is almost always the same, which is introducing them to something that they know, right? And one of my nephews, I just said, you know, what do you want to buy? Pick a company, what do you want to buy, right? Mm -hmm. And he chose, um, he chose Adidas at the time. Mm. because he was on a football team he had adidas you know outfits where gear that type of stuff so he was seeing adidas everywhere so he said i want to own a piece of adidas right i was like sure no problem makes sense and so we went you know eventually gets older grows out of his shoes needs to go get a new pair we take him to the uh to the shoe store one of the sports stores around here Mm. and and, it, you know, time to get a new pair of shoes. And so, you know, picked up a pair of, you know, Nikes and ones, you know, all the, the all these ones. He's like, nope, nope, I want Adidas, right? He made yeah. that connection between the money being spent mm. and the stock that he owned, right? Nice. And so he, he made that connection. Therefore, he he wanted to put his money towards a brand that he owned. Exactly. Right? That always and, makes sense. And he was, you know, at the time he was nine, 10 years old, maybe. Yeah. Right. And already understood the concept of ownership and, and that link. Right. And so that was, that's when it really clicked for me, even from a youth perspective, just in terms of 
their ability to comprehend, take this stuff in, in the most basic form of what it is and what's happening, it's not that hard to do. And I think that's one thing I always mention, like, if you are interested in that, just think of companies that you are aware of or that you use all the time. Or if it's really tricky for you, just go for an ETF that has a bunch of companies that you're aware of. Or I always say the S&P 500 to keep it safe, even though it's hurting me these days. <laughs> the market fluctuates. But when you start with something that you know, mm-hmm. you're more likely to make the connection between, um, between the things that you are doing in your yeah. everyday life mm-hmm. and then how it connects to um, that company's profits or losses. And when you say you um, help them open up account, because I always think, I know it's in the States mostly, the, the stockpile. And ideally the last couple like baby showers or um, christenings that I've been to, I was like, I really wish I could like set up an account for like my niece and nephew and then just have them open up an investment um, account. But you, I just heard you say uh, they were about nine or 10. So aren't there other ways? I know there's the RESP. And I RESP know is one way. That. You can also just open up a kind of trustee guardianship account where the account is open. It automatically gets handed over to them when they turn 18. And then before then, because you're not old enough to legally sign anything, mm-hmm. you're kind of the um, guardian helping them make decisions. Okay. And but you, you know, open it up, put the money in there. Even better, they work for the money, and then instead of spending the money, they understand how to make that money grow. Right, right? in there, yeah. And then the RESP is another one. You do have to open it up um on their behalf as well but you can have them put the money in there if they're working contribute to their education and and go from there like you know my daughter's two and a half yeah and so you know she's already invested in about four stocks Boy. So, and you know nice. and she's eventually she will learn more and more about what's happening there um, and then by the time, you know, she's ready to go to school, mm-hmm. she'll be, you know, sh- hopefully she'll be knowledgeable enough to manage the money. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty sure she and will. Understand, <laughs> and understand what you, you never know, right? Not all kids pick up on money and especially not all kids pick up on what their parents do, right? They, That's true. they, prefer, they prefer to do something else. So they think whatever their parents doing is boring or not cool or whatever it's like, you know come on dad all you ever do is talk about money I'll do something else so it's um it can go either way but i think as long as she picks up on some of the basics around what's helping pay for her education yeah um and maybe ideal where she'll pay for it herself um but that's a whole nother theory of mine. That's, that's, you know, we're not, maybe we'll get to that one later or yeah. we'll see. But yeah, it's, it, that was kind of the way I've been introducing it. So with my daughter, it's, it's easier because one, she's young um, and I can try different things to see how she responds. Oh, wow. um, 
And it could be as simple as, well, first of all, on my phone, you know, her favorite app is a finance app, right? She always wants to open up that finance app. Boy. So good. Right? See? So I already know she's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was it? When it comes to the stocks and the RSPs, I think, you know what? One thing that I think I mentioned to folks and it kind of made them scared was, okay, you can open up an account for your child, mm -hmm. but if they make money, so, or like interest or I'll say interest, if they make interest or dividends, mm -hmm. ideally you're going to be paying for that until they're 18 and it's transferred over. And they're like, what? No, you don't. No, no, no. That's, no, not, no. that's <laughs> not how it works. That's not how it works? Wait. No. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. <laughs> with the, the, with the. Um, with your RESP. Not the RESP. It's like a regular account. The taxes? Yeah. Oh, on the, on the gains or the, uh, there's a, there's a, it's a gray line. You can, you know, depending on how, you, but it's a. I think that's more of a gray line. Yeah. If true. the, if the child, legitimately earns, earned the money, mm -hmm. i.e., the original capital. Yeah. Then, it shouldn't be difficult to argue that the capital is taxable in their hands. Right. Um, however, there is what they call the kitty tax rules, which is, yeah, people are making money, trying to use their kids to make money because their kid ain't got no income. They're trying to put money in their account and turn it into an income source. And then therefore you get penalized for that type of thing. Yeah. And, but source of, source of income is a good way to do that. And RESPs don't get taxed until withdrawal, right? So exactly. That, that one, I always recommend, um, yeah. but you know, there's always, always pe there's always people that want to see <laughs> how much, <laughs> how many loopholes or or lines, gray lines they could cross. And I'm like, I, no, you know what? People want to push the boundaries. They want to keep more money in their pockets. They they want to give less of it to the government. And they want to put more in their pocket. And, and there's nothing wrong with legally within those boundaries, figuring out how far you can push things, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Why would you, why would you want to have less money in your bank? You know, so, so why not ask? Why not check? The rules are there. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're obeying by them and that results in more money in your pocket, why not? Yeah, that's true. And I think, um, so I, I like that you have those views and stuff. Are there any other, you did mention the trustees, mm -hmm. but do you like that avenue or way of- It depends on what you're doing and where you are. And there's just so many dynamics, but assuming we're in Canada, mm -hmm. then I would first max out the RESP. Right, because it's free money. Mm -hmm. It's only taxable in the hands of the person that withdraws it. So if you withdraw the profits, it's taxable to you. If your child withdraws the profits, it's taxable to your child, right? Yeah. And, 
and then you just then you go from there right so then after that if you've maxed out your resp mm. which if you've done that over the course of 14 years and you've already put aside maybe 50 60 grand for your kids to go to school they're yeah. all set there and then you know but you you figured after you did about 50 60 that you want to keep going then then you can open up a non you know a non-registered account be the custodian for the next you know five five years or so and then and then i think you max out by the time you're like 13 or 14 mm, right? true because the con the lifetime contribution contribution for um the rsps are i think 50 at the moment i double checked that recently um that's not bad you know in the span of 18 years it's in, you can do it in i think you could if you contribute the max every year i think by the year 13 by the time they're 13 or 14 years old so by the time my daughter's 13 or 14 yeah it'll be maxed out yeah assuming that the money keeps coming in Ooh, and is it depending on the what the future holds is it wise to have like the family plan? Um, I haven't really studied it that much. Um, I think if you only have one child, it doesn't make a difference. Okay. Right. True. True. true, um, true, true. If you're gonna have more than one child, then I, and I don't know all the plans off the top of my head, but if you're gonna have more than one child, mm -hmm. then you want to put that take that into consideration when you do it, right? Mm -hmm. Because then. I think there's one plan that specifically allows the plan to be transferable within the same so, family. So you just yeah. want to make sure that you have something like that. So if, you know, if one child goes wayward and doesn't want to go to school and, and, or they take a different path, you know, they want to be a singer or a dancer and there's no program that, and they want to do it the, the, you know, do it through the, the, the unconventional or say the conventional way of just doing it just from being good at your craft. Yeah. And, then there's not really a school, you know, you don't get really paid for that per se. You can't send it to a school. So then you transfer to the other child that wants to be whatever, construction, doctor, lawyer, or electrician. trades or electrician yeah. or, you know, plumber, or anything like that. Yeah. Don't sleep on trades, y'all. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Don't sleep on them. I personally don't. know how much some of them make <laughs> i don't know um, how much they make but i know how much i pay and it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole lot and they come oh, to your house they get paid they get paid just to show up i just as a matter of fact my washing machine just broke down oof. and i had to pay someone 80 dollars just to come and tell me that came in the <laughs> house yep open up yep your washing machine's broken down and you have to get a new one and they left, you know, 10 minutes later, $80 made and they're good to go. That's a good $80 every 10 minutes is, is hey. not a bad gig. How long does it take to be? $80 for 10 minutes? Yeah, well, they're getting paid for their knowledge. I, I understand the other side of it, right? Like, why would you come all the way down here for free to, you know, there's obviously gas and travel and commute and stuff, but if they if they do it well enough you can kind of cluster your appointments within areas and you can go house to house to house and before you know it you haven't left the neighborhood and it's an hour gone and you've already made three four hundred bucks for the hour so, that'd be sweet yeah. um i did have a question about that so 
of you're saying Zoe is Zoe didn't want so you have one for Zoe let's say an RESP and she says nah dad I don't want to go to school I want to become a singer or dancer like you said Mm -hmm. would you be be okay with that because I know like I'm okay with it if she's okay with it. I'm just going to say, look, there's about $50,000, $60,000 sitting down in this account. Mm-hmm. If you go to school, it's yours. <laughs> Do you think that'll help your singing career? If you don't go to school, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to do? <laughs> I think you better learn how to sing at school. But if you don't learn how to sing at school, then no problem. I'll keep my 50, 60. And then we, we go from there. Yeah, because <laughs> I and know. It how... like, yeah. There's so many schools that are eligible, and it's not like if you want to be a singer, you want to do a craft. There mm-hmm. are schools and programs that support that way. That, that type of whatever it could be it could be if you want to be a singer, dancer, you want to be in the industry, whatever it is. There are enough programs that why wouldn't you want to learn some of the technical background behind the craft that you say you want to master and take all of daddy's money while you're there and enjoy <laughs> education because you won't have to worry about anything and why not right it'll be like a one or two year program yeah you know it won't cost you that much money and you'll still get and you get the change and you can do whatever you want to do with it maybe then you can use it to do your own you can use that infrastructure and I think that's what people don't appreciate about school is that school mm-hmm. provides you an infrastructure where if you go there with the right intent, yeah, you can literally leverage the entire infrastructure that you need to master your craft, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go to school for school and take jazz and do jazz. And if you want to be jazz, it's fine. Yeah. You can go to school and you can connect with a, you know, find a friend that likes to record and find a friend that likes to edit, find a friend that likes Definitely. to do video. And you could literally create your album while you're in school because now you have money backing you as well. And before you're done school, you can have a degree, you can have your album done, and the school is going to support, they're going to have, give you access to all their systems. People are going to get amazing experiences from what they do. I don't know why they would turn down that opportunity. You have a good point. You have a great point. Because yeah. you, um, I think the one thing that is key is that you've provided a safety net. Um to be able to level up or um, yeah, level up to be able to succeed in life and have Mm -hmm. like the generational wealth. So I think that's a great thing to um, discuss ever so often. And I'm hoping and praying that like most of my friends or loved ones that have children um, do, I know it's I know it's tricky for like some moms or dads that have kids and and it's not as easy as others right but I I just hope that they see like you want to if you talk about money with your child you'll be able to have a safety net for them mentally physically mentally and I said that already financially and stuff and you guys can also learn at the same time. Look, you said you taught your parents um, about finance as they grew. And I think 
and and I always say I, I sometimes say and I think I just showed it at the beginning I always say that I feel like a like a grandma when it comes to technology and like I can only imagine what the was it Gen Z or Gen Z <laughs> what they know I lost track what, <laughs> what comes after Z it's like you go back to double A like double A batteries <laughs> is that what happens Gen, Gen, <laughs> Gen double A like or... Energizers. <laughs> this keeps going and going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens after Z. I gotta go look that one up. Right, but it's I'm like they're here now, so I gotta go check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like they they know um, the technology that they're learning um, so fast <laughs> these days yeah. mm-hmm. is is scary because I'm just like. <sighs> How do you do this again? But so what I'm trying to say is uh, for parents that are like your age and my age, they should be having that talk with their kids because they kind of they're learning really fast these days. Yeah. Engage with your kids mm-hmm. as early as you can. Right. I, what do you think is a good age? Based birth? on you. Yeah. So what what sorry <laughs> what's a good age to uh start discussing the day they're born the day they're born Jeez. the day they're born <laughs> we the day she was born we had to talk about the cost of diapers and her need to pitch in like you know this is <laughs> things are going to be a little expensive around here you're gonna have to find your way you have to pitch in with the diapers obviously that's a joking conversation yes of but- course <laughs> But I don't know why why you can't talk about the cost of things or money or anything. You know, in the beginning, they don't understand any of it, right? Um, not even the words I'm speaking, they don't understand in theory, right? Um, but I will read. Uh, you can, while you're, if you read financial stuff, uh-huh. Um, then read it out loud rather than reading it silently while they're there just so they can hear it and pick up on it. Believe it or not, they do pick up on the, at least I've been told, they pick up on the language, right? And so they, they learn certain things and they hear it over and over again. Yeah. And eventually they pick up on it. So when I'm reading about the markets, I make a conscious effort when she's around to mm-hmm. read it out loud, right? Nice. Now, half the time she runs away and picks up a toy or something and Right. But, you know, sometimes, you know, if it's one minute or two minutes of, of listening that she gets in there before she says, I'd rather play with toys, mm-hmm. then that kind of sets it. One, it introduces a different vocabulary. True. Right. Um, and then two, it just introduces different thoughts. And mm-hmm. because what they're trying to do is she's trying to figure out what are these words being said? What do they mean? Right. And and so that's also part of the process. So there's not really it just there is something for every age yeah right? true and you just have to figure out what works for you right um and i just like that idea really came i i learned that because i was watching um i was online mm-hmm. and i seen a musician uh, and they were teaching their you know two-year-old three-year-old music and they're teaching them rhythms, right? Mm. Um, just doing something basically like clap, right? Yeah. 
And then the child clapped. I said, oh, yeah, teach my child to clap. But then they went, one, two. And the child went, one, two. And I was like, to this day, I can't get my child to one, two. But I don't, I don't know what he did. <laughs> I don't know what he did to, to get his child there. Yes. Right? Um, but it's probably because he's good at his craft. And, and then, then um, he understands how to teach it. So what I've seen on Instagram, I now know that there's more behind that than just seeing them go one, two, because I still can't get the one, two. And I've been trying for about a whole year now. Right. <laughs> so I figured that I would just stick to what I know best. And yeah. that stuff is easy, right? If I come yeah. on here and, and start putting up charts and stuff, she will pick up on the charting and start doing stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you go ahead. You do it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Right? Oh, the so, day that happens, so I want it's to just know. The, it's just, it's just the craft, right? And that's how she picked up on the app, right? She just see me all the time on the app um, in the financial app, and so now she knows how to get to the phone, mm -hmm. open up the financial app, and then she'll start scrolling through like she's reading articles, and right, and Absolutely. she she does it at two, right? But that's just because she's she's mirroring what, she what sees. she's seeing. Right. And children pick up quick. Mm hmm. So I'm glad you said that memorying. Yeah. Memorying what she sees. So it's. And that's why the, the thumbnail is the youth are watching us. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I can remember. Um, picking on certain uh, money traits like my parents have probably more mm -hmm. of my dad than my mom <laughs> my brother was like my mom <laughs> mm -hmm. with the fancy things in life I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to okay. see the fancy things in life but um yeah I I just want to stress it to to folks that your children whether they're your nephew nieces children um godchildren they are watching and and if if you haven't learned the um, great healthy relationships with money, try so they'll be able to do better than you in the future. Because, you know, they are the future and you want them to be, uh, I was going to say zillionaires. <laughs> well, apparently that's how much a house is going to cost. So they are going to have to be zillionaires to buy one eventually. A million dollars is, yeah, it depends on where you are, though. But, yeah. you know, the average price of a home now is a million dollars. By the time they get older, if they can get a house for a million dollars, that would be pretty impressive. That that would be a shocker for me if, if houses were, you know, a million bucks for the next, you know, next 15, 20 years if houses just stayed stagnant. I'd be shocked. Oh, indeed. I thought it was, it's a million for sure now or it's a little bit? Give or take, you know, I don't know if the if a nine hundred and ninety five thousand dollar mortgage makes a difference between a million for you or nine hundred, but for all intents and purposes, it's a million dollars. <laughs> Listen, if it's nine hundred and fifty five, I want to say it's below a million. <laughs> Do you? Well, that helps you with the mortgage. I don't know. That's like an extra, I don't know, twenty bucks, ten bucks on your mortgage or something like that. True, true. It's not a, a monthly payment. It's not making a difference. Yeah. <laughs> that no, you're you're absolutely right. It's just, oh gosh. Just the thought of it being 
three million in the future is just to me. <laughs> I don't know if it's three. I, I don't know what it's going to I have no idea what it's going to be. Maybe houses prices will come down and people will abandon that way of lifestyle. I have no idea. Yeah, they're going to the metaverse. <laughs> Everybody wants to live in the metaverse. Exactly. They'll just live inside their phone. Just take your phone, put some shelter on it, you know, build, and then you just jump in. <laughs> Maybe somebody will create some tech where you could just jump in your phone and live there. Oh, gosh. Like, um... And then all this real estate that they've been buying in the metaverse now becomes real because you can actually live in your phone and then jump out when you're ready. I, I I have seen people getting into the metaverse land and I'm like, interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm still struggling with some of the concepts. metaverse concepts, but there's other things that I can kind of get why it would make sense mm-hmm. from a virtual world. And I think we'll find a balance somewhere in there and there'll be great opportunities to invest and make money, right? Absolutely. Are there any other um, avenues that you think would work or not, not even that, uh, sorry. What advice would you give parents with kids or God kids, nieces and nephews? Because they Um, need to know. (laughs) Yeah, you just, one, have the discussion about money. And I'm not saying like the discussion, not like you're talking about having kids or babies or adolescents, whatever. I'm just like, learn to make it a part of everyday language, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That's one. And if you're really, if you really just don't know, because some, some don't know, right? Yeah. Find somebody around you that, that's knowledgeable, knows about money and let your kids start to have that discussion with them, right? And that's why that is what's so special about the program that that we do with the kids. It's because we can start the discussion with the kids and we can ask them, what do you guys talk about at home? And Mm -hmm. when the program's over, we always make sure that we send them back to their parents to ask a specific question or to talk about a specific topic that we've covered during the session to get their perspective. That's kind of like their homework is having a discussion at home. It's so important to have those discussions because sometimes parents don't know how to start that discussion. They don't know the discussion themselves because they've never had it. Their person talks about money. Mm -hmm. And so find someone that is capable of having that discussion and then sending them back to you to talk about it. And you can learn together. Right. You don't have to act like, you know, it all don't I pay all the bills around here and you don't know nothing about money. That's not the discussion that you want to have. You want to have a discussion around. Yeah, this is how it works. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, how I set aside the money to pay for this, this and this. This is how your school gets paid. This is how you eat. This is how you get to school. Right. Even if it starts there. And then it's like, OK, this is how I'm preparing for my future, which is, you know, I'm putting aside money for myself. So that when I'm ready to retire, I can do that, right? Um, Or I'm putting all my money in you and then you're going to spend all your money on me when I get old and I can't work. And, you know, AKA the black tax, right? Which is that you just, you never get out of it. Your parents guilt you into spending your life earnings on them because they've they've invested all of their money in you. Uh, Some responsibly, some irresponsibly. And 
and therefore now they're expecting payback when they get older because that's what their parents did to them, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a never ending cycle when you do that. But if you can have that discussion around setting yourself up, setting up your child and that it's a win-win uh, along the way, then that's, that's a good discussion to have, right? Oh, that black tax. Do you, how do you think that black tax can be reduced? Parents have to be willing to make um, difficult decisions. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, so you, you gotta, and I can't, I can't tell people what mm -hmm. that difficult decision is, mm -hmm. but it's definitely hard. Everybody, when, when resources are limited, you have to make a choice. Do mm -hmm. I do this or do I do that, right? Sure. And I think in some cases, you have to invest that money in your child because that's why, you know, that's, that's why you're doing it. You want to make sure your child has a better future, sure. right? Um, but if you do it to the extent that you become a burden to your child, right, then it defeats the purpose of what you're trying to do, mm. right? Where your child is now trying to raise a family, but instead of being able to just raise their family, they got to still take care of you and they got to take care of brother, sister, whatever it is, because they haven't found their way in life either. And you're saying, help your brother, help your sister. And, you know, in this, this cycle, um, this cycle never ends. But if you do that, if you take that same scenario and you, you help your brother, you help your sister, you help your mother, and you have these discussions in a way where everybody is growing, sure. right? yeah. then that's the better way to do it, right? Not you're guilting people into giving you money to, for this and giving you money for that. And then all the money is just being wasted because you haven't collectively figured out how to build together, right? And I think that there's a fine line there mm -hmm. and people have to find out what works for them. I can't tell somebody that this is what you got to do. Sure. And it's a challenge. It is a real challenge. And I'm not saying it's not, it, it definitely is. And people got to figure it out. It's kind of saying we're stronger together than separate. Of course, there, there are a lot of family empires out there, <laughs> right? <laughs> You look at the stock market and yeah. there are tons of family empires, right? So it's not like it's not possible. It's very possible. Yeah. But those families had discussions that other families are afraid to have or refuse to have or don't want to have or think that people aren't mature enough to have. And you never have that discussion. And then the family empire is never possible. Yeah. Right? Interesting. Um, so if you don't, it is a shift in mindset, but the stock market is flooded with names, last names of family empires. It's true. We're waiting for your empire, sir. <laughs> I'm I'm getting old. I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to hope my daughter kind of um kind of puts on the finishing touches. So you're gonna uh, pass the bat on um, the baton to her. I'm gonna pass the baton. 
And I'm, my soul, I think it, at this point, it's, it's twofold for me. One is that I need to be able to position her mm-hmm. to pursue the things that she wants to pursue and to be good at it and yeah. to be, become in the, independent and excel at what she does. Yeah. Right? At the same time, I have to make sure that I take care of myself to the extent that she never has to worry about, you know, daddy needs money, <laughs> right? It, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. I'd, I'd be pretty embarrassed having to ask for it. Um, but that balance is my responsibility where it's like she can feel comfortable mm-hmm. going out, taking risk and taking things to another level um, and at the same time, not having to worry about having to take care of family, right? At least from a financial perspective, because everybody has found their own way. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And, and that is a very um, great way to end it because, you know, figuring a way how to have a family legacy and I always say it, generational wealth and figuring out um, a balance is key. And, and hopefully this black tax that we've uh, mentioned can be tamed. I'll say tamed, not reduced, but tamed. But because there are other cultures that um, go through the same thing. But yeah. if we're able to, you know, uh, I don't know what they call that tax. I just know what we call it. So they <laughs> might have a, I don't think they use the same name that we do, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they have a name for it too. Of course, of course. I think, I think my friend told me theirs, but that, that's, that's another story. <laughs> but once again, Kurt, thank you for blessing the stage. You're always welcome here. <laughs> All right. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm going to yes. get some more friends to call in and, and give good reviews. Yeah. <laughs> so I can come back. Uh, so folks, make sure you like, subscribe, um, review, and, and, you know, keep the, keep the chats coming. You love Kurt and what he says, and you want to, you know, learn a little bit more. And actually, is it possible that, like if someone wanted that program from us, that they can reach, get a hold of us. Wanted which program? Um, with the stock market. Well, if they wanted to participate, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. yeah. So make they sure they know where to find you. Fitness IQ. Mm-hmm. All of you on YouTube. <laughs> you're you're like you're everywhere. I am. <laughs> except except TikTok. I refuse, but I might have to eventually, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they, the point, is, yeah, of course they can join and we can figure something out. We'll just have to figure out the more important question is when are we going to do the next one? And that way they can join in on the fun. Exactly. And don't worry, the fun is always here and all that good stuff. But on that note, folks, I am out. I got work to do. <laughs> I'm sure Kurt has money to make. <laughs> I'm and all I got, that I got diapers to change. Ooh, diaper duties. I'm trying to, oh, good. 
there we go so on that note folks um like subscribe thank you again kurt it's always a pleasure seeing you and all that good stuff good love being here thank you for having me no problem there we are <laughs> oh one sec <laughs> There it is. Anywhere. Out of fame music. A villa ville. Flip, flash, money, literacy boss. Flip, flash, money, literacy boss. Flip, flash, money, literacy boss. Flip, flash. <laughs> Anywhere. Chop, flip and flash, money, literacy boss. Greatness in our blood because you're working for your cars. Mm, flip and floss, money literacy boss. Yeah, boots up your knowledge for your minimal cost. Yo, flip and floss, money literacy boss. Greatness in our blood because you're working for your cars. Mm, flip and floss, money literacy boss. Yo, boots up your knowledge for your minimal cost. Wait, hear me argument.